following is a paid program from Innovative Financial Solutions. This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Allspa. Brock and his team form your retirement offensive line from Innovative Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Brock provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans perfectly executed. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock Allspa. Welcome into the Retirement Playbook with Brock Alspal. I am your host. You are brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. They are, we are, the retirement people. And we're here with you every Saturday bringing you great information to help you realize the retirement of your dreams. Uh, and we've got a great show lined up for you today, guys. Uh, but before we get into anything, I also want to introduce my wonderful co-host that's with me every week, the great Tony Shore. Hello, Tony. Uh, well, thanks, Brock. That's a great introduction. Wow. I, I don't know if I deserve that, but uh, th- that oh, was awesome. stop it. You that do. was awesome. Yeah, you do. So, you Brock, do. I'm doing great to answer your question. Uh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, it's just been, you know, the last weekend I went to an Irish fair uh, with the family, and wow, that was fun. I'm half Irish, so that was kind of fun. Uh, oh, a lot of great music Perfect. and traditional Irish music and uh, games and food and you know, I feel like we're kicking off like fair season. You know, our yes. fair is going to be here in a few, couple weeks and our district fair that we host every year. And, and anyway, and, and Jackson just had theirs. It's just, yep. yeah, I, I I feel like it's it's fair season. It is fair season. Here we season. go. Let's bust out the funnel cakes, Tony. The funnel cakes <laughs> and the corn dogs and uh, food yeah, on a absolutely. stick. I mean, anywhere you can. Well, I'm glad you're... I'm glad you're doing well, Tony, but uh, let's get into the show today. But before we actually do, I want to let people know that the best way you can help yourself to get started on great information is just go to our website. It's theinnovativeteam.com, theinnovativeteam.com, and you'll see my picture on the website right there, and then you can download um, our our Roth conversion guide. Uh, You can also right now get information on taxes uh, we call it the power of when. In other words, how do you control your destiny when you pay your taxes and how much you pay in taxes? There's lots of good planning to be done when it comes to taxes, but you've got to have a plan. How do you do that? You download that report on our website, very front page right there. Uh, also, you can download past shows. Uh, if you want to get topic specific, you can do that. We've got every show that we've done is on there. You can also order my book. It's called The Last Paycheck. If you're getting close to retirement or if you already are in retirement, you need to order that book. It's The Last Paycheck, How to Build Sustainable Retirement Income and Keep Those Paychecks Coming In. Sustainable, Tony, that's a key word. Why is that a key word? Because we're talking about inflation. That has been a huge topic, and it should be because it's real and it's here right now. Um, but, But do you have the sustainable retirement income, meaning do you, can you uh, increase your withdrawals to offset the cost of higher uh, goods and services? And so 
that's a great way to get started. Order that book and uh, the last paycheck and get started. But if you want to really take the next step, if you really want to make sure that you're on pace to have the retirement of your dreams, you need to just give us a call. Let's develop a plan for you. It's 332-7855. Again, 573-332-7855. All right, Tony, you ready to get started? I am ready. What do you have for us uh, regarding a topic today? Yeah, so today we're talking about financial follies to avoid, okay? We, there's people that, that have failed in the past, and that's normal. We all fail at some aspect of our lives, right? But we, what we need to do is make sure that we learn from those failures and make sure that we turn that failure into a challenge or and or opportunity. That's what life is all about. And so today we want to talk about some of the mistakes that people have made and we can kind of learn from that and say, well, you know what? Brock talked about this on the show today or he talked about it on, you know, a month ago. I remember him saying this. Great. Let's learn from those mistakes. All right. So, you know, and again, by the way, Tony, you know this, you know, TikTok and YouTube and, you know, all these different video uh, sources that are out there now. Um, I'm not on TikTok. I really don't know a whole lot about it other than I have a 14-year-old and an 11-year-old in my house. Right. So, <laughs> But um, you can always see these clips of, of fails and errors and flops, mistakes, falls, and so much more on any of these websites now. Um, but if someone can screw something up, there's always a good chance there's a video of someone else doing that online. So, again, making the transition of, We've made a mistake. Other people have made mistakes. Let's learn from our mistakes, and let's learn from other people's mistakes as well. Um, when it comes to financial follies, you know, obviously, Tony, I've been doing this for, you know, just about 20 years here, and that makes me feel old, by the way. Yeah. When I say <laughs> I've been doing it for almost 20, that really actually makes me yeah, feel old. Yeah, you started really old, when you were 10, so you're very young. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There yep. you go. See? Yeah. I, yeah, I suited up See early, how that works? you know. <laughs> in October, by the way, will be my 20th anniversary. Wow. So, uh, yeah, you must have yeah, started young. That. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so today uh, we're going to discuss a number of financial follies with my clients as we're talking about their current financial strategies, you know, what they're doing and maybe some of the mistakes they're making right now. Probably one of the biggest mistakes I see, Tony, is that when people come into my office for the first time, and we discuss their financial situation, we discuss their investments, we discuss their strategies and what they're doing, their withdrawals, social security strategies, all of these things that we talk about with everyone. And what I see a lot of times right now, because the market, the stock markets have done well, investments are uh, you know at all-time highs, and that's all great. But what's wrong with that is, is that we're probably now too aggressive, Right. So in other words, your, your, your stocks and your stock mutual funds or equity funds have gone up more proportionally than the other uh, investments you may have like bonds. And so we have an over allocation and we're too aggressive right now. I would encourage everyone to kind of check that out and make sure that you're in line. And if you don't know if you're in line, simple way to get started is go to mycolormoney.org and you can fill out our 11 question survey called the color of money risk analysis, and it will help you determine where you kind of should be 
It's a general rule, right? It's not all, end all be all, but it's a general uh, area of where you should be invested and how you should be invested. And you can compare that to your actual investments. If you need help beyond that, obviously you can give us a call, but uh, and we'll help you through that. But that's a big one right now. That's probably the number one uh, that I see as far as mistakes that people are making uh, as it as it is right now. Um, so 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 <clears throat> let's let's point to an article here to get some sure. more out of this, uh, Tony. We've got an Investopedia article titled 10, Top Ten Most Common Financial Mistakes." Okay. Uh, the first critical financial folly is overspending on things you really don't need. Uh, Tony, I know that, <clears throat> you know, in our world, yeah, yeah let, let's define. I you're going to use you know, me as that, an that, example that, and throw me under the bus right there. No. I'm guilty of it, I though. I'll admit. <laughs> well, look, it's very simple and easy to do in this crazy world we live in, though, right? right? Um, in, in a very consumer-driven market. And, and so, you know, what we need to do really is go to step one, which is define what a need is. Food, shelter, clothing is actually the definition back when you were in second sure. grade, right? We learned those are what needs yep. are. Um, that's probably expanded a little bit. I would bit. hope so. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm in real, I'm really guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all would be, Tony. So, and yeah, it's called progress, right? right? So, um, but when I point things out to clients that they're spending a lot of money on and ask them, do you really need to do this? They often emphatically say yes. But as we chat more about it, their emphatic yes becomes more of a yeah, maybe probably not kind of thing. Um, I like to use lunch as an example, Tony. If you're spending $30 a week on an afternoon meal, it can be easy to think $30 isn't going to you know, make or break you. Right. But let's broaden those numbers. $30 a week is $120 a month. Okay. Does that sound a little bit different? Now we're talking about $1,560 per year. You don't realize how fast swiping that debit card. And I, I will stick by saying this. I've always said this. The debit card has ruined the financial responsibility of Americans. Yeah, it has. And, and maybe all over yeah. the world. It really has. Uh, because, you know, back in the day, you remember this, Tony. You would write checks. You would have cash. It's a lot harder to go, mm, I don't really want to let go of this $30. But it, when you swipe that card, you just don't really think about it too much. Well, you need to, okay, uh, because $1,500 over your time, and that's just one per week. I know people that eat out three and four times for lunch a week, okay? And so you can just do the math and multiply this out. But, again, you don't realize how much you're overspending on things you really don't need to. Yeah, and I think we're all guilty of that, right? And, and I, I've fallen into that trap. And, you know, I, I'll i run out and grab a, a $10 lunch, $12 lunch. What's the big deal? But if you do it every day, and especially multiple times a day, well, then it then it becomes a big deal, right? And the end result is it, obvious. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, another way, Tony, uh, to drain your bank account, <laughs> drip by drip, Okay, we're talking about coffee this morning, and <laughs> I love coffee. So, a little okay, that wasn't maybe funny to some people, but anyway, you get the point. Drip by drip, we yeah, there you go. We have these ongoing payments, right? You have things that are just dinging your bank account every month for things like Amazon Prime and cable TV and streaming services, gym membership. The reoccurring payment trend is getting more common, 
And businesses out there have realized that that's how you build a sustainable business is by dinging people every month. You know, for example, you've got Peloton. Okay, now we're talking $40, $50 a month. We've got Netflix, um, all these other things that I just mentioned, Hulu, you know, HBO Max, Apple TV, Disney Plus. These are things that I know a lot of people have. And while they may only be 10 or $15 a month or maybe even up to 30 and 40 for some of those other things, all of these things add up big time, okay? I mean, just on your streaming services with Netflix and Hulu and whatever else you may have, it's easily over $1,000 a year on these things. That's a lot of entertainment. How much of that do you really need? Are you getting out of it what you really want to or and or need to? Um, Maybe there's cheaper ways to do it, you know? Um, but, but, uh, anyway, dinging that account with those 10 and $20, I would just cur- encourage you to, to look at your bank uh, statements. Um, and that's another thing that a lot of people aren't doing, Tony, because, you know, let's face it, we're in an electronic world. And so many people opt, I don't know how to get that bank statement sent to my house every month. It just clogs up my mailbox. So they go with the electronic delivery and guess what? You don't look at them right? Like you should. And so reconciling those statements is always a good idea. And even if you just did an audit every couple months, okay, uh, at a minimum, then then you can kind of see how this is really affecting your overall budget. Right. right. And I think that's important. And I bet a lot of people put like all those streaming services on auto pay with a credit card. And that means, you know, if you don't pay your bill on time, you're paying interest on your Netflix account. I mean, that just doesn't make sense. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point, Tony. Um, and here's the other deal, you know, when you have multiple services like these streaming services, I mean, I'm, we're talking about this cause it's such a big one. I mean, everybody seems like is doing this. Um, but when you have multiples when you have Netflix and you have Amazon prime and you have Hulu and you have whatever else it is that, that you know, do you really need that? I mean, that might be one month of your prescription or uh, subscription, might be a real nice fun night out with your friends, you know, once a month. So, you know, just take a look at all of these things that you are subscribed to and really ask yourself, do you need to do that? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's a, that's a good thing. So, uh, and you know what, uh, I think credit cards, we mentioned those, uh, what mm-hmm. kind of credit right. card advice do you give to your clients, Brock? Okay. So the first one is this don't, carry a balance. Yeah. Right. There you go. If you're carrying a balance, you're paying super high interest. Okay. 17, 18% is not uncommon. And that's crazy yeah. in this low in- interest rate environment. Yeah, that, we're in, that would be crazy right? to do. It would be. And so, uh, but again, we're, everybody's where we're at, right? In other words, if you do have an existing balance of a couple thousand dollars or more, you know, do what you can put a plan together to pay that off as fast as possible, which is probably means that you're going to have to have some sacrifices in your life. Right. In other words, you're going to have to not do something so you can do that. Um, but do what you can do, uh, for sure to get that paid off as fast as possible, but don't carry a balance if, if you don't have one. Um, but I will say this, if you do use a credit card and we use, uh, my family, we use a credit card because of the good rewards programs that are out there. So if you don't carry that balance and you pay it off every month, usually if it's a good reward, for example, we have Southwest uh, credit card through Chase and, and you know, there's $100 a year fee to have that. Um, so it's not like it's completely free. 
But when you're paying these things off and then you're building these rewards and you're flying uh, for free, that can be a really good program, right? Um, maybe you have enough to where you even have a companion pass where you and your spouse or, or whoever fly for free. So it can be a very good thing. The problem is people get caught up on those rewards so much that they forget that, oh, this month I didn't pay off my balance. That brings me to my next point. You need to have an emergency account for emergencies. <laughs> Do not use credit cards for emergencies, right? And so if you have that emergency fund, that six months worth of your expenses sitting in an account, I know some people complain a lot about, you know, well, I'm not getting any interest on my money there at the bank. It's okay. You need to have it there. You need to have it liquid, ready to go in case something were to happen. Um, these medical bills are getting out of hand, right? And so if you have a higher deductible, you need to have that available, especially if you don't have an HSA. But my point is, is by if you have that done, if you have that emergency fund, you shouldn't need to use a credit card and or carry a balance, okay? But it goes hand in hand, Tony. I guess that's really what the point sure. is. Your emergency account and or not having a balance on your credit card go hand in hand, and you got to have yeah. both. Yeah, and we're talking about financial follies to avoid today, and I think it's been a great conversation, so let's keep it going. Um, what do you have for us next? Okay, so um, here we go. Top 10 most common financial mistakes. Next addresses buying a new set of wheels, okay? Uh, I, I can't count the number of times I've reminded clients that purchasing a gently used vehicle rather than a new one oftentimes makes a lot of sense. Now, I will have a little footnote on that right now. Uh, this is, you know, pointing out this article. I will say right now, it seems to me that that the used car market is very high right now. 37%. I saw this number yesterday. It is up 37% over a year ago. That's how much cars have gone up. Used cars That's have crazy. gone up in price. It's nuts. It's crazy, but a, a lot of things are crazy right yeah, now in yeah. our world. Um, but but here's here's the main point of why I say this, Tony. Because if you can get something five ten thousand dollars less than a new car, okay, that maybe means that you can pay cash for that car, and that is a huge one. And whenever yeah, you can use it, uh, the better, uh, especially on things like that. You got to save up. Don't put it on a credit card. That's always good. And and when purchasing something the size of a car, you really have to be careful, especially now. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, new vehicles have shot yeah. up in price and uh, can right. demand for supply is not good right now for use for new cars or for used right. because there's a lot of demand because people can't find the new cars they want either. So. Uh, and right. I know people who have reached a point where they're able to purchase a brand new rather than gently used car. Uh, and they choose mm -hmm. to do that because it's more because it's a status symbol. And uh, just because it's something you can afford doesn't make it a smart financial move, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Every situation is different. Look, if you're doing everything you need to do, okay? In other words, if you are saying, hey, I'm putting the amount of money I should be putting away for retirement. I'm putting the amount of money I need to put away to help my kids with their college, maybe with a 529 plan. I'm, I have an emergency account. I know that, you know, hey, I can afford to do this. I can have the car that I really want. And if it ends up being a status move for you, great. 
then do it by all means. If you've got everything else taken care of in your financial house, do it. But if you don't, I would urge you to maybe not do that, right? In other words, not buy that $60,000 car, maybe buy a $40,000 car, okay? Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's that's my general advice. If you've got everything taken care of, by all means, do it. Enjoy life. Do the things. It's okay to have once, but we got to make sure that those wants are within our budget and within our, uh, you know, sure. means. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Did that answer your question, yeah. Tony? Yeah, it did. Good. It did. So, um, and, uh, you know, purchasing houses is probably another big, mm-hmm. uh, a big one, isn't it? It is. A lot of people make um, mistakes so another, there, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so when it comes to the financial uh, aspect of that, um, what I would say is is that a financial folly that I've seen is relying too much on your home yeah. equity. Okay, Refinancing may mean you're getting a stack of cash, but are you giving away ownership to somebody else? If refinancing means you end up with a lower rate, or that you can quickly pay down some high interest debt, it may be a smart move. But refinancing should be viewed with considerable caution. Okay, uh, A home equity line of credit may be an alternative because you're basically using the equity you've built in your home as a credit card. But caution is again vital because this step may mean you pay interest on the line of credit of on the funds that you've used. Okay, And yes, again, going back to this point, could you pay off a 10% loan with a 3% or 4% home equity? Of course. But here's the deal. Here's why we throw caution at this. A lot of times, these home equity loans are variable rates. I don't know about you, Tony, but in my opinion, and a lot of professionals' opinions, I mean, rates can't go much lower anyway. At some point, these rates will go up. And are you going to be stuck with this higher payment and that you're really not within your budget? So be very careful about when you're doing this home equity type stuff um, and, and pulling money out of your, out of your home, okay? Um, there's, there's other ways to do it. If you just refinance your principal mortgage and you're just doing it to get a lower rate, perfect, great, do it. I mean, there's going to be some fees there, but if those are offset by the long-term savings of, of doing that, great. But don't refinance a house that you know you're not going to be in in two years either. Yeah, and that's that's true. Everybody's situation is different, and you always like to say that, and I think that's important for our listeners to understand. Now, we're out of time. It just flew by. Yes, no yes. Is there anything else oh you want to add before we go, Brock? I think it's just hitting on the point again that there are some financial mistakes that people have made in the past, and you may have done some of these as well. It's okay, but we need to learn from these mistakes, and we need to take action. So the problem with a lot of situations is I see people that know what they should be doing, but they're just not doing it. I would encourage you, take the plunge, talk to a financial services professional to kind of push you over that edge to do the things that you need to do to be successful financially in your life. Give us a call, 573-332-7855. All right, folks, it's been a great show. Uh, We will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock Allspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. 
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspot and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.